Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative, conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic. Consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on cooperativeradio.com. And say good evening, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right. What are we talking about this evening? Well, I want to thank all of our wonderful listeners for purchasing stuff from our commercials. I appreciate that greatly. And it's Thursday, so we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. And then we're going to start... um, we're going to go right into Space the Final Frontier because we have not gotten to the segment for like a week or two. <laughs> I've lost track now. Uh, then Brian wants to discuss a controversial topic about the District of Columbia. Okay. It's not going to be cocaine. <laughs> and what's up with our schools? Followed by the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. And the Second Amendment Report meets the police state. I usually don't do this, the um, segments that I did on the previous show. I couldn't pass this up. This, If we get to it, and if we don't, we have to do it next show. This is extremely important. Okay. So what, what, why is it so important that things bought, buy, people buy stuff from our commercials? Because it helps keep the radio show alive. Well, it's the only way we get paid. <laughs> if you call the number or go to the email, uh, the uh URL they send you to in the commercial, we get paid for it. If not, we don't get paid for it. So, no, no, I don't want you to just go do it. If you're really interested, just please remember to jot down the number that's in the commercial uh, to call so that both our show and the ad agency can get paid. If you call, if you just go there on your own, then we won't, we won't get credit for it, we won't get paid. That's kind of how it works right now for internet commercials, which I don't mind at all. I, I, I kind of like it. It's paid for performance. It fits right into the conservative model. You don't get anything if you don't produce. All right. Time for the pledge. 
Patriots, hands of a heart, face the flag, you don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, you always complain that I don't have anything for this segment. <laughs> You're just using the one I used for my battery the last time. I don't know. We'll see what it is. Just press it. Does that sound like a station fire? No. Okay, what about this one? This sounds like Space the Final Frontier. No, it, yeah, thank you. That other one was funky, huh? <laughs> it's supposed to be a space siren. Yeah, it was the Claxton, actually. It turned annoying as heck, and it wasn't quite right. Um... Yeah, I know. I don't know how I knew that word either. I guess from my days in the Navy, uh, Naval School. <clears throat> All right. You know, I've been in every branch of the services. Uh huh. <clears throat> I when I was in like seven, eight, something like that. I was in the Sea Cadets. That's the Navy, right? Okay, then I was sent away to military school for a year at a Army military school. After that year, they moved me to another military school, and that was a Navy school. And then when I joined the military, I went to the Air Force. That's every branch of the government. I mean, of the Army, of the military. But, uh, no, I'm not leaving Marines out. Marines are part of the Navy. Uh, okay, it is <laughs> as tough as my army school was. Might as well have been the Marines. We're going to go to the Communist News Network here, CNN. NASA has come out with a new image that could become one of its most iconic ever. The Hubble te- Space Telescope revisited the so-called Pillars of Creation, which the space agency describes as the three great columns of cold gas bathed in a scorching ultraviolet light from a cluster of young, massive stars in a small region of the Eagle Nebula, or M16. The previous photo of these pillars taken in 1995 went on to stand out from all the rest of NASA's space images, the agency said. The Hubble image is so popular that it has appeared in movies, television shows, t-shirts, pillows, even on a postage stamp. In celebration of the telescope's upcoming 25th anniversary in April, Hubble returned to the pillars, and this time with the latest high-definition tools. The new sharper and wider image was taken in near-infrared light, as well as visible light, NASA said. The infrared view transforms the pillars into eerie wispy silhouettes 
seen against a background of myriad stars. That's because the infrared light penetrates much of the gas and dust, except for the densest regions of the pillars. Newborn stars can be seen hidden away inside the pillars. In 1995, the captured image gave insight into into star formation. Nebulous star-forming regions like M16 are the interstellar neon signs that say, We just made a bunch of massive stars here, said Paul Scowland of Arizona State University, who helped lead the original observations in a post on NASA's website. The new image hints that these columns are so are also pillars of destruction, NASA said. The ghostly bluish haze around the dense edges of the pillars is material getting heated up and evaporated away into space, said Scowan. We have caught these pillars at a very unique and short-lived moment in their evolution. That's why I, I, I love science. <laughs> Such, that's why we, we do so much of it. Science and history. Uh, they're, they're, we're learning so much so fast now. You know, I was, I was thinking about people in their 80s and all the technology they've seen and how, how they see it accelerate and accelerate and accelerate and get faster, 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 faster. And uh, what do we have in our future? Well, unfortunately, it's all slowed down now, if you haven't noticed. Technology kind of went grinded to a halt. Well, that because as soon as we get Abominus and his ilk and the and Frankly, the national the national government that's unconstitutional, that part of it, off our backs will be fine. Uh, then we'll start we'll start making things again. We'll create things again. Well while oh yeah, we gotta undo the Obamas messing with our copyright and trademark rights. I can't believe nobody even nobody even I'm like the only one on the internet that knows about it. Well now you all do. I, we've gone over that before, but for now we're stuck with the with Caesar, so let's just try and get them to be the biggest pain in his backside that is possible. While we take our states back by the ground up, one day that national government won't know what hit it. So anyway, we're going to talk about the District of Columbia. Actually, no, not. We're going to talk about people running around the Internet going, the United States of Corporation, the United States of Corporation, 1871, the United States of Corporation. What do you mean? We're out of space, Susan. The next thing says District of Columbia. You you did write this up. You you put the structure of the show together. You don't know what you had. She's shaking her head. She still doesn't know. She's over there eating instead of over here working. And I'm supposed to be reading something off her computer. Anyway. I should sum it up, but I, I, I wanted to read what this has to say about it. Okay, well, how do you need this computer now? Well, do you pre- want it up? Pretty much on top of mine. How's that sound? No, it's impossible. I know. Right. Why can't you read it? 
Gotta have I soup during the show. I don't know what you want, how, you know, where yeah. you want to mm-hmm. go with it. Okay. <laughs> Zip it. All right. Now, this is from, now, get this. This was real difficult. I did, it did, I did like a two-minute search for this nonsense about incorporation in 1871. Uh, one, one of them is, I know, Wikipedia, but the information was verified, so it's good. Well, how did you come about this? You were on another show, and there was a caller, and they started talking about this, right? Yeah, they, they dropped They dropped it. The name dropped. We were incorporations 1871, you know, that kind of thing. And I and he and my co-host, I let him go off, and uh, by the time he they were done, he just hung up, so I didn't get to ask him what he meant by this. So I went and looked it up myself, and this is this is going to amaze you how how anybody's running around saying this. You're going to laugh after this. Okay, this is <clears throat> from Wikipedia: the District of Columbia Organic Act of 1871 is an act of Congress that repealed the individual charters of the cities of Washington and Georgetown and established a new territorial government for the whole District of Columbia. Though Congress repealed the territorial government in 1874, the legislation was the first to create a single municipal government for the federal district. Oh, now this moves now. Okay, get this. All right, let's see this. Uh, do we really want to go through all that history? Well, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's why I'm not reading uh, it. Uh, While well, yelling in my ear, you going to help either. Ow. Oh. Okay, anyway. Rather than go, you could look up more, 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 more about it. But this is how you create a municipal government. You 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 incorporate it, okay? Now, you, can also, you also take in, like, cities, like they said, that's called incorporation. When a city takes in the surrounding areas, it's called incorporation. There, nobody's fought, nobody turned the United States of America into a corporation. There were, by the way, who would they file the articles with anyway? The articles of incorporation for for civil purposes. Who would they? Uh, who, they no one could sue them anyway. Why would they want to be a corporation? It's just it. It's just impossible. Uh, the whole point was, all they did was create the District of Columbia as outlined in the Constitution. The the boundaries outlined, you know, I, I forget what it is, 10 by 10 miles square, whatever. Uh, that's what they're talking about. The, and then they repealed the territorial government and put a three-person uh, committee that ran Washington, D.C., the municipality thereof. The, see, the whole of D.C. is a municipality has nothing to do with the rest of the United States or any state at all. Well, we can, someone doesn't know how to... No, I was waiting for you. And I was kind of reading it because I, I like what he said because that's exactly your point. This is from Freedom for... Freedom Force International. Freedom Force International, okay. Impotences defendere liberatum non... Posunt. I don't remember that. I know liberty. I know defense. I know importance. Non-posunt. I don't know what a posunt is. All right. Anyway, this is, it says, says analysis. Is the United States government corporation? If true, so what? This is by G. Edward Griffin. 
A common assertion made by those who are unhappy with the declining state of freedom in America is that this can be traced to an 1871 Act of Congress that established Washington, D.C., and at the same time converted the United States from a constitutional republic to a corporation. And that's what they're saying. Now, are these loony progs that are saying this? No, these are... This is my team. (laughs) Are they your team anymore? Conservatives and libertarians. Uh, Yes, I include libertarians. Don't help me, please. Stop touching the computer. Uh, Okay, so anyway, where was I when I was so rudely interrupted? Corporation. Secondary claims attached to this hypothesis are... Attached to this hypothesis are that this is the reason the official wording was changed from Constitution for the United States of America to Constitution of the United States of America. Oh, then let's not forget also, inside the Washington Monument, they used, they said inalienable rights, which is not what the Declaration says, it says unalienable rights, and there is a difference. So I could add that conspiracy theory in, into this if you like. And again, so what? Um, uh, blah, 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 the United States of America, and also why all capital letters are used in the name instead of upper and lowercase letters. They claim that this act of 1871 abolished the original constitutional government and created a legal fiction that became financially indebted to and controlled by international bankers. A force example of this view can be found on the internet at www.serendipity.li forward slash J.S. Mill forward slash U.S. underscore corporation dot HDM. I told you, pencils and papers. I ain't going to read that again. Uh, that'll give, that's where you go to learn, to listen to all the arguments about this corporation thing, okay? There's only no reason. It, it's just too obvious. Okay, here it goes. A charter for the city government. My own analysis is different. While it is true that Washington, D.C. was created by the Act of 1871, it well, it had to be created. It's in the Constitution. Its territory was limited to the District of Columbia, and it was defined as a municipal corporation, which means it was limited to the affairs of city government. Three years later, on June the 20th, 1874, a new act was passed by Congress that abolished the original city government and replaced it with a three-man commission appointed by the president with the consent of the Senate. Its scope as a municipality did not change. A third act of Congress, dated June 11, 1878, clarified the powers of the commission, but retained all the essential features of the previous act, especially those that define the nature of the District of Columbia as a municipal administrative unit. The following overview can be taken from a SCOTUS decision, if you care about their opinions, which mean nothing. District of Columbia v. Camden Ironworks. I have two things, two thoughts on this. Number one, I was always wondering why in um, (laughs) various chat rooms, with conservatives, I have them saying that that the government is a corporation. I, I never understood where that was even coming from. So now I know. <laughs> I actually thought it came from something with actual substance. I didn't know it was based on nothing. 
The second thing about this is the reason that they had to do this is because of DC growing. Too no. many people were going there. No. No. It's not the 1800s. Uh, no, they they were already granted. You could look it up in the Constitution, Susan. Well, a I know. Set, a set size of land. Right. Virginia and... Uh, Maryland. Maryland chipped in each a portion of real crap swamp land and gave it to the national government. That's what happened. No, I... I then they had to for the purposes of running the government and et cetera. And there's league... There it, there really was law back then, ladies and gentlemen, for this stuff. So, uh... The... All it did, all these things, all it did was incorporate the the District of Columbia to Washington D.C. The, the District of Columbia, which is granted in the Constitution, it's not outside the boundaries of that. Nothing, everything stays inside those boundaries. So, and it only affects inside those boundaries. And you can't have a municipality without it. You have to have you have to, have to incorporate. So, there you have it. Put that back, please. I'm trying to monitor that too. Wow. This is why I didn't want this on her computer. Exactly why. Anyway, he goes on to uh, describe what this nonsense is here in the courts. I, I don't really care what the Supreme Court has to say on anything because they're wrong more than they're right. And here's an idea. The Constitution is straightforward, and it means what it means, and it says what it says. So tell me, how can people be serving in good behavior at the Supreme Court if they're not getting all unanimous decisions? Five, four decisions. Well, I'm sorry. It's not a popularity contest. It's either this or it's not. And the, the ones that vote against the, the liberal bloc, it's not. It's false. It's not true. By definition, someone has to be wrong. They can't both be right. But they have diametrically opposed opinions on it. Why? Because they treat the thing like nobody ever wrote about it before. How about studying Madison's notes? Go to the patriotspub.us, patriotspub.us. Listen to the founding and, and the Constitutional Convention PatriotsPub.us. It's free. Please listen from episode one. I'm going to move ahead a little bit here because I don't want to read that whole thing. He goes on to say, Many internet commenters claim that using all uppercase letters when printing the name United States of America or when printing names of individuals has a profound legal implication. I can tell you firsthand as someone who was their own lawyer in court, there's no such thing. Um, if, uh, however, I have not been able to confirm this. If anyone can show me a law or court case to the contrary, I will readily acknowledge it. But so far, I only have found assertions of this claim with no authoritative documentation. In the meantime, I'm satisfied with the conclusions of the Dixieland Law Journal at blah, 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 that there is no legal basis for this theory. Now, to the bigger issue. Even if it were true that Congress in 1871 converted the United States into a corporation, a claim that I do not accept. Neither do you. Or me. <laughs> there would be two questions that must be answered. One, what would be the practical significance? And two, what can be done about it? So what? Let's take the first question. What would be the practical significance of a corporate government versus a constitutional government? In one case, the charter is a corporate charter. In the other case, it's a constitution. 
Both are written documents and both outline the purpose, function, and limitations of the entity they create. The primary difference is that a corporation always is the creation of government, which makes, which makes government a higher source with powers assumed to be derived from the people themselves. In this case of the United States, however, this distinction is blurred because the federal constitution was created by a rep- representatives of the colonial governments. That means the United States was created by other governments, just as it would have been if created as a corporation. Okay. He's absolutely right. And I'm, con- I'm confused. <laughs> and because what, don't forget the Articles of Confederation either. Corporations, though, I'm a corporation, it was created by me, by individuals. No. Governments. Who makes the rules that says what a corporation is and what its benefits are and limitations are? So then the argument that we're Answer saying Answer the that question. The state. The government. So then we're when we're telling people that corporations are people, we're saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Corporations are made by government. No, 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 and no. Corporations are made by government. Now tell me why you don't understand that. Because they're made of people. And the people create the corporations. No, they don't. How would you define the word corporation without the government involved? A group of people getting together to do no, no, our purpose. No, no. But that's not what a corporation is. A corporation is a business that files papers with the government, and therefore they created the corporation, and only they can file the papers of incorporation for that said corporation. So don't make faces, made. for God's no, sakes. If you don't understand, people. ask a question. So please. they're not made people. People didn't make them. No, and no one ever said it was. Made up of and and made are completely two different things, would you say? I guess. No, don't you guess. Here's a good example. Uh, uh, the state is made up of what? People. Well, yeah. So the state government is made up of? People. There you go. Did the people make the state government? Yes. Yes. This is where it gets weird. See, what you don't understand is, if this is just stupid, even if you want to go there, nonsense. Uh, there's, the look, <laughs> we created all the government, all the local governments, all the state governments. We even created the colonial government. But that's where it ended. After that, the Articles of Confederation were, were created by representatives of the Colonial Congress. So that's a government. So that government created the other government, see? And in that case, the second one would be considered a corporation under this notion. But nobody applies this to countries. Um, this is just people looking for an easy excuse, easy excuse for what's gone wrong. They blame this and they don't blame the people. The people. We the people. I'm the blame. You're to blame. We went to sleep. We let it get this bad. We all did. Now we're on the world's greatest loser. So get to work. <clears throat> Trust me on this. The Constitution exists and we will get back to it. So anyway, the question would be the difference. Blah, blah, blah. In one case, charter. I did that already. Both outlined purpose, function. Get that. Did that. Yada, yada, yada. Which makes the government a higher source of uh, with powers assumed to be derived from the people themselves. All right. See, now, 
this is what I was trying to explain. In the case of the United States, however, this representatives the was created by representatives of the colonial government, right? Yes. Actually, I shouldn't say the Constitution. That's why I skipped it. It's the Articles of Confederation or were created by representatives right. of the colonial government. Yes, they were. Yes. Because so so that's a corporation under this definition. Now, that government then sent representatives to Philadelphia in 1787 to fix the Articles of Confederation. Using the Articles of Confederation as they're saying this isn't working. Though the government sent representatives of the government, and therefore the government created the Constitution. That makes it a corporation. Under this premise... And even so, so what? We create everything came from us. That's all. It doesn't matter. Don't you don't have to understand this because it's stupid land. Okay. <laughs> well, how much of stupid land are you going to do before we go to a commercial break? The structure of the government is important, but not as important as the power of government. That is also true of corporations. Governments and corporations are neither good nor evil by themselves. They can serve men well or be a huge disservice, depending entirely on the terms of their charters and the character of those who direct them. Private entrepreneurs, partnerships, and associations have exactly the same capacity for good or evil. Corporations become evil when they acquire political favoritism, giving them an unfair advantages over competitors and legal immunity from crimes. This is what I, I'm trying to explain. More government means more cronyism. More cronyism means that. They got stuff to sell. I got power to sell. Who wants the power? Who wants the power? Yeah, the, the ones with the most money. And if someone touches my copy one more time, I'm going to end the show. A similar contrast between good and evil is found within governments, whether they are corporations or not. There is little difference between corporations and governments except ownership of stock. Too much is made over the structure of government and too little over the principles of government. Which would we choose? A corporate government with a charter that limits its powers and with functioning mechanisms to choose our leaders or a constitutional government in which the constitution is the has subverted, and the electoral system is in the hands of the ruling elite. Is what we have now. His purpose, exact, his point exactly. Guns do not commit crimes, but people using guns do. Likewise, organizational structures are not the problem. It's the people who control those structures and the principles they embrace. Evil men can subvert any social structure. There are no set of rules that can prevent it if the public becomes indifferent which is why Wendell Phillips reminded us that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. Which we haven't been doing. Right. We should be thankful that the America started off as a constitutional republic, but that was long ago. Today we live under a democratic oligarchy in which the masses are hypnotized into believing they control their political destiny because they're allowed to elect their dictators. This conversion did not happen because of how government was chartered, but because collectivists took control of the political parties media centers, educational institutions, and all other power centers of society. As long as the collectivists remain in control, and as long as most people don't even know what the word collectivism means, it makes no difference if government has a constitutional or corporate charter. Freedom is lost either way. And this is exactly what we've been saying on every show for years. Now, what can be done? Let's see if you know. I didn't read this. 
The important question is what can be done. Even if it were true that the United States was secretly converted to a corporation in 1871, what can be done about it today? If we don't have an answer to that question, we are wasting typo, typo, <laughs> our time. The enemies of freedom must be happy to see us chasing phantom issues because, shiny baubles, because as long as we do, we are out of the battle. The solution to the loss of our constitutional republic is not to endlessly debate the meaning of an obscure event in 1871, but to take action today to recapture our government from the collectivists who have subverted it and then set about to restore the republic. That is the mission of Freedom Force. And with that, we're going to go to a commercial break. This but, is, uh, you know, but, you know, but I don't, she wants to go to commercial break. Do. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. But I got to get my screen back, honey. Goodness. <laughs> Not only that, I do want you to explain more of this because I really was confused. I wasn't make, just making this up. I was really confused. No, I know you are, which was, which was driving me nuts because I couldn't figure out how you could be confused. Okay, so we will explain more. Right? We'll uh, pick it up on the other side. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-430-4505. That's 800-430-4505. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man aged 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Whoops! Uh, there's no calls for a lot. 
we have everything under control. Oh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Cause you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you can make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? Yes! According to the U.S. Census Bureau, you can make almost twice as much. Going back to college is now easier than ever. There are select online colleges that provide laptops to their students. In fact, there are thousands of college programs on your laptop. You can go to college anywhere and everywhere right from a laptop. Call My College Laptop and you can find hundreds of programs from accredited colleges and universities nationwide. Start a new career in law enforcement, business, information technology, healthcare, and hundreds of others. Call My College Laptop to find an online college that will provide you with a laptop. In no time at all, you could double your earning potential. Double your earning potential. Call now. 1-800-564-4307. That's 800-564-4307. 800 Okay. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right, Gracie, let's let's try again. Okay. What well, what seems to be confusing you? All right, their argument is if it's a corporation, it's not coming from we the people. Whose argument? The people who are arguing about this. No, they're just trying to say it's a corporation, not a government. And you and this gentleman are trying to say so what? No, it's untrue, but even if it was true, so what? It, it's irrelevant. <laughs> Anything not made pursuant to the Constitution is void the second we get back to the Constitution. So, and that, unfortunately for you, that wasn't one of them. And it didn't turn us into a corporation. But if you want to, if you want to say that the definition is a government that is, uh, a corporation is created by government, and therefore the government made the Articles of Confederation. Therefore, the Articles of Confederation were a corporation. See, this is going to drive them nuts because they think they want to go back to the Articles of Confederation. But under their own understanding or incredibly lack thereof, uh, this this is how it has to be. It, the colonial government sent representatives of the government to create the Articles of Confederation. Therefore, the Articles of Confederation under this loose, whacked-out definition it would be a corporation. So what? Didn't work anyway. They had to go fix it. So they sent representatives to the convention in 1787. That was a government, and they sent representatives, and therefore what they created was a corporation. That Well, that's kind of why D.C. had to become a corporation. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You can call it a charter. It still has the same meaning. You can say the Constitution is a charter. I don't care. Because that's what a Constitution is. It's like a charter. So what? What? And as far as he can say, he doesn't really have a plan. We do. He's right. What if you, And if you can't do anything about it, well, we can. If it was true, 
but it's not. When we get back to the constitutional government, which we will, it would be void and no longer in existence. Like all other unconstitutional laws, regulations, are laws too. All of it. So we need to take our states back from the ground up, starting with the school boards. Remember, the children are our future, and the progs know it, and that's Common Core. They're going to finish off the job. You're not going to be able to unprogram them from Common Core. That's brain mapping at a young age. It's over. They are going to change the way their brains actually grow and map out things to make them more susceptible to collectivism. That's the only thing. That's what Common Core is for. So, if you haven't fought it, you know, I said you're sending your, your, that's child abuse, sending your kid to those places. And that was, that's before all the things we've learned now. It, it's even worse. Common Core is, it, 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 it's a horror movie. I'm serious. Uh, it's frightening stuff. Uh, so, start there. Please, start from the beginning, always. Baby steps. Move our way up. We go there from the school board to the county commissioners, maybe the mayor, uh, zoning board. Very important to stop Agenda 21, the zoning boards. Uh, all the way up to you get to your state legislature and governor. Once everybody in office is under the control of we the people and the people we want there, doing what we want them to do, then the state reasserts its constitutional sovereignty, kicks the federal government out of his state, unless they have a military base or something, they can stay there. All the federal lands are revert back to the state, and no unconstitutional laws or taxes will be allowed on our citizens. That's, and we're not taking any unconstitutional money either. There's the key. That's why we have to have all our people in place. Nobody would agree to that now, now would they? Giving up all that delicious free money from other states? Ooh, yummy for the progs. All right. So, yes, there might there will be some conflict. No, the state will not stand alone. People from all over the country will come and stand with us. And we will prevail with very little bloodshed, and that is my prediction. And I know one thing, after spending a decade thinking about it, Mark is wrong, Mark Levin. There is another constitutional, and it's mine. That's another constitutional answer. And mine will work. Yours won't. How do I know? You wrote a book, and you put a bunch of amendments in there that broke the Constitution. Uh, If you can't get it right, Mark, who are you going to send to the convention to get it right? To put that back into its, completely back, not a couple of amendments, like completely back in its constitutional lockbox, completely. See, that's what we're going for. And the only way to enforce that is through the states. So we need to get to work. And yes, I know, we, you say we don't have time, make time. You could do both things. You want to mess around with the Republican Party and stuff in national elections, who cares? We, what we care about is local. Up there, just throw people up there, they're going to throw a monkey wrench into everything. If a guy says, you know what, I'm just not going to allow, I'm not going to vote for any legislation. Elect him. <laughs> Elect him now. <laughs> we need him because the government needs to stop doing things, not keep doing things. I wish people would stop encouraging the government to do something and uh, tell it to stop doing everything. That would be nice. And it would be nice if you told them to stop saying you're governing us. The national government does not get to govern the people. 
All right. Uh, I think I covered that to death, but I got to I got to go back to Gracie. <laughs> yes, I understand now. You understand it? I do. Okay. Okay. You know, it's funny we're talking about Common Core because the next uh, segment is going to be what's up with our schools. And I just want to play this little ditty that is timeless, that is showing us exactly how the progs feel about our children. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Wow. What a prog. Uh, you, hear, you heard that, right? I'm going to play that constantly. This is the same, look, this is the same crap we put up with from the hippies, with the the social contract. I, I should have to pay higher private property taxes. I should have to pay at all private property taxes. Uh, the whole notion sticks in my craw. I buy something with money that was taxed already, and then the government taxes me for the rest of the, my life as long as I own my own property, and this is accepted all over the United States for American people, and nuts. That's collectivism. You're already participating. They're just taking it to the next level. You're used to everybody has to pay for the education of everybody else's children. You're used to that, so now we're moving on. Now, the children in general are my responsibility. So i got to set an extra plate at the... Dinner table now. It's already two empty seats already at the dinner table. I got a third now. Uh, how are we supposed to keep affording to support everybody else? Yeah, you bring up a really good notion, though. Over the past 200 years, the progressives have been putting out their agenda and then seeing, well, what will they accept? And then if we accept that, then they move on. Well, let's try this. That's why Obama's throwing everything but the kitchen sink at us. What are we going to accept? We've actually upset, we've accepted everything that he's done. Everything. Team Obama, whoever they are, uh, didn't expect not to get pushed back. So, <laughs> so they're kind of going nuts. Um, they're going for the end game. I told you. They're reaching for the brass ring. They can, they can almost get their hands on that ring. They can taste it. They're gonna, it's going to be pedal to the metal, and as long as Obama gets away with it, they keep doing more stuff, you know. They wouldn't do this if they, Congress had pushed back. If there was a real impeachment threat, they would, somebody would have had to have stopped. I mean, they don't care if this guy gets impeached. They don't even give a grass behind about him at all. He's just starting to figure that out. That's why he always looks like he doesn't care. He's a little, he's a little down, depressed, and uh, a little testy. Because he realizes that no, nobody cares about him. They're just using him. He's he's a throwaway rag doll when it's all over. All right. Um, that was a good lead into the schools because the, the lovely collectivist, we have to understand it's all ours. But my backside it is, I didn't tell you to have a kid. I wasn't involved in the making of the kid. Therefore, I have nothing to do with the kid. And he's not my responsibility. And if I do have a kid, it is my responsibility, not you progs. And not yours. And don't try and switch that around because, well, I, I like a 
progs. I know how to punch people in the face. Oh, I said violence. Oh, my God, everyone, right away, I'd be violent. Uh, someone's trying to take my kid against my wishes? Now you bet. All right. So what's up with our schools? <laughs> I, I think I summed it up nicely already. Uh, Douglas County School District in Colorado is under fire for saying that schoolgirls must have to cover up from head to ankle for a field trip to a Muslim mosque has confirmed that such Sharia requirements will be enforced on the outing. What happened to separation of church and state? Oh my, I'm confused. This is a school outing. This is this is an actual school event. This is a religion, supposedly. It's not, but supposedly. How come it's okay if it's a Muslim religion, just not a Christian religion? See, I, I, I do think that they're kind of showing what kind of crap they're full of they know it was a separation of church and state uh they just hate christians students who choose to attend the rocky heights middle school world religion field trip are expected to respect the dress code of the host facility the school said in a statement posted online i want to know what parents could agree to this what kind of dumb idiotic, useful, idiot, guilty white liberal is going to dress their kid in a burqa. I want to know. I want pictures. You hear me out there? You got, you're everywhere with the cell phones. Come on, give me some pictures of that stuff. I, I want pictures of these kids, these young kids, dressed in burkas. I, 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 would, I would use that. I would keep posting it all over the place. The explanation followed a firestorm of criticism of the school for announcing the field trip for 7th grade students and including a note that the Sharia dress code could be enforced. The note said to families, according to, listen, Islam, Muslims are not tolerant people. It's not a tolerant religion. I know we have to tolerate them, but they will not tolerate us if you haven't figured that out yet. They do realize that children are being beheaded around the world because of Muslims, because of ISIS. They, they're doing it every day. Well, they could wait for this field trip and just have the place filled with suicide bombers. Hello, welcome to the mosque. <laughs> Blow them up. So anyway, uh, my, my kid would go anywhere near this school. Wow. I I I no I I know because I took my kid out of public school when he was in kindergarten because they wanted to put him on drugs. I said nah, uh uh-uh. uh. I found a way to put him in public private school, Montessori school, uh, where they deal with you know how much money you make. They you, know, you get breaks if you need it. If you don't have enough money, uh, you get a break on the tuition. I highly recommend the Montessori school if anyone wants to check them out in your local area. Uh, sure, there are other options as well, but public schools should not even be an option anymore. You know, you you, you start clearing out the you, you start clearing out the desks, you're going to freak the bureaucrats out to no end because every seat is worth so many thousands of dollars per year. And if you know kid doesn't go there, then they don't get the money from the federal government. Basically, the public school would almost cease to function. Which is how it should be. 
na- look, neighborhood school run schools. Uh, you know, if that if that's what you want to do, if you want some form of public school that way, that's fine. Keep the national government, the state government, even keep it out of our business. No money, taking money, no charter schools, because that's still taking that federal money, national money. You know, and I didn't know that. I really didn't. Even though I've been sitting here for how long and, and going through all these articles and reading on the internet, I had no idea they still took money. Yeah. I thought it was either, if it was going to be any, it would be state, not federal. Are you kidding? Everything's federal. Have you found that out yet? I'm sure the way you've been treated, uh, you kind of get the notion that uh, the national government runs everything, right? I guess. <laughs> Saying if you have a not-for-profit as a state no, facility, I, I, I understand that, but nobody will give you any no, money unless, unless you're, you're a federal yep. because they want the tax deduction federally as well as state. Uh, yeah, but that's really the state of affairs. And uh, by the way. All the stuff you heard about what they did to people just trying to start 501c3s or fours, whatever they were, uh, well, th- th- that hadn't gone away. But the way they've dealt with the fact that they can't overtly do what they were doing before is they raised the cost of the filing fee from $500 to, what was it, $1,500? 1200 $1,200. Oh, well, yeah, it must cost $1,200 to file the paperwork. All right, the note to the note said to families, according to a report from Islam expert and commentator Pamela Gala, said the world religion's field trip is next Tuesday, January the 13th. That would be... We're past that, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We will be visiting the Denver Mosque, the Assumption Greek Orthodox Cathedral, and the Rodef Shalom Synagogue. We will then eat lunch at Park Meadows Food Court. Students must either bring a sack lunch or money to purchase lunch at the food court. It continued, there is a dress code for this trip. All students must wear appropriate long pants. Ankles must be covered. Girls must bring wide scarves or hooded sweatshirts for the mosque. Geller said the subjugation and oppression of women are enshrined under Sharia. Of course it is. <laughs> and doesn't everybody know this by now? Young school girls should not be forced to respect a dress code that represents honor violence, female genital mutilation, forced marriage, child marriage, at all, she wrote. And the reason that I did this is because there, there was no follow-up to this at all. I looked today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a hard break. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras for the Bringing Relief and Video Overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? 
To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for Attorney General, was Deputy Attorney General under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an Assistant Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation, working on my new, new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had another plan except the... Be damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the Can you dig it? You see, this cat buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh, okay. He's not a complicated man. 
But nobody understands him but his woman Michelle Barack Barack You didn't eat the apples in your Happy Meal But I don't want to The Shaft, now playing in an economy near you You're damn right Fuzzy Muzzy trip. I have never heard of anybody taking a field trip to any other religion or a religion. I'm itself. sorry, isn't that in separation of the church and state? Yeah, they won't even let a, a, a teacher really wear not. a cross. It's really not, but under their ACLU tyranny, it is. This is a violation. Of separ- oh, wait, there wasn't a Christian mosque involved, right? Hmm. A teacher can't wear a cross, but they can go and visit a mosque and pray to Mecca. Oh, Greek Orthodox and a uh, Jewish. Jewish temple. Uh, I didn't hear Catholic Church in there anywhere. No. How about Methodist, Baptist? Well, this is just doing what you're saying. Um, what do you call it? Duke University. Uh, Sean, they just had a bunch of people on from there on Sean Hannity's show because they're going to pray to Mecca on Fridays. They're going to do the, what's it nope. called? Nope. I just found out. Newsflash. Just in. Call the prayer. The Duke University has done a complete about face due to everybody screaming at them, and they are not no longer even contemplating such an idea. Congratulations, they heard you. And we keep telling them that means alumni they heard from. That's what. That's who makes the difference here. Alumni, the ones that give them donations and money, though, then when they're pissed, they listen. I guarantee you, the alumni were pissed. Well, good. We- I'm done with uh, respect for a so-called religion that's only goal is subjugation. It's fine. complete subjugation. You do realize that their end of the world scenario and Christian end of the world scenario is almost identical, except that one's really evil, Islam, and one's really good, Christianity. Guess who the evil is going to be at the same time? Remember all the years of war and fire? and Well, that's going to be the fuzzy muzzies trying to take over the world. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And I don't care what translation of what you read. I'm just looking at what the facts on the ground. Uh, you don't have to know uh, history or religion to see what's going on. So anyway. Yes, the fuzzy muzzy... Uh, Call to prayer will no longer be done at the bell tower at all on campus, as a matter of fact. Why? Because uh, it's offensive, for one thing. It's in a foreign language, for another thing. 
I could go on. It's it's a call to pray to Lucifer because that's who Allah is. Well, and you know what's getting even more frightening? Um, here in Butte, which is a small city in Montana in the middle of nowhere, they're importing Muslims to our college. I just saw three more yesterday when I was down in town. And I gave them a freaking look and they were looking back at me. And I just was like, you got to be kidding me. What are you doing here? And your daughter goes, oh, they're going to college. Like it was nothing. Yeah, she's a little slow. But she means well. Well, there you got it. Even here in Butte, nowhere, Montana. Uh, we still got to worry about getting blown up by a bunch of fuzzy muzzies. Oh, Obama's making sure he put them all over the country, so we all have to suffer. I got bad news for the fuzzy muzzies they put here, though. They must not like you. Your your fellow muzzies must have hated you to give you this assignment. We're alarmed. This is Butte, Montana, not New York City. And we don't care about your stupid so-called religion. Oh, I like the burker, too, by the way. I like the one that only shows the eyes and a nice rectangle because that's so easy to aim for. Dead center, you know, right between the eyes, right? If they have a bomb vest on, I'm killing women. (laughs) And by the way, how do you know it's a woman in the burqa? I said all you can see is the eyes. How do you know it's it's a woman in there? It's just a giant sack of cloth with with a rectangle cut in it. You You can't tell anything. You can't tell who people are. You can't tell anything about them, male, female. What they're carrying, what they're not carrying. It's if I were them, I'd want to wear that too. Those those burka things. You can hold a lot. You can you can carry a lot of firearms underneath that thing. Watch for survivalists everywhere to start wearing burkas. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> All right, anyway, back back to Cal, Colorado. The field trip was featured on the Peter Boyle's radio talk show on Denver's KNUS. Public schools are forbidden from holding girls to different standards than boys, Boyle's noted. They're holding these girls to a different standard. It's a religion reason. Do you see the way he said it? It's a religion reason. Islam dictates many, I don't personal belief, representative practices against women in Islamophobia will trump women's rights. Animal rights every time, and the environment. That's their belief. That's wonderful. But don't apply it to public school kids, Boyle said. In response to the criticism, did you hear what that guy just said? Islam dictates many, I believe, personal belief, repressive practices against women, and Islamophobia will trump women's rights. They they believe Islam trumps women's rights. Wow. Hey, uh, left-wing lunatic women out there, please take a bath, put on some under-arm deodorant, and let us know what you think of this. Because they're trying to take over the world. Do you want to help them? Or do you want to stop them? Doing nothing is not an option. 
So in response to the criticism, the district posted a notice called The Rest of the Story. Oh, wait a minute. That's already trademarked. They can't do that. That's a trademark thing. That's, uh, oh, God, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. He's beloved all over America, all walks of life, all political strifes. Uh, the man's a legend. He's, <laughs> and the rest of the story is his. You don't get to do that. I, I hope his family sues the pants off him. Why? Because it's all their, It's all your money anyway in the college. Just, just moving it around. So anyway, in response, officials explained, the field trip is an option, not a requirement. Doesn't matter. It's state-sponsored religious activity, according to the ACLU. Where's my American Communist Liberation Union when I need them? Uh, not ever representing myself in a court of law ever again. And that's why they have the rules of the court set up the way they have them, so that you'd never want to do that ever again in your life if you're stupid enough to do it in the first place. Anyway, if the decision is made to not participate in a field trip, alternative educational opportunities are provided. The district said. This is true for any DCSD field trip, including RHMS World Religion Field Trip. It's not a world... You left the Christians completely out of it. Where's the Zoroastrians? Where's those Zoits or whatever they are over there in Iraq? Afghanistan, wherever. What about... I didn't see any Hindu in here. No No Hindi? That's taking sides. I could go on with this. Anyway, and I know how these fields are. Yeah, there's alternate activities. Sitting in a study hall doing homework the whole time instead of going on a field trip. Gee, I, w- I wonder as a kid which one I would have wanted. Oh, right. They pulled that crap on me when I was a kid. I knew I went to every field trip after the one I didn't go on, even if my parents didn't want me to. But we never went anything they cared about. It was They never did this nonsense. If they did, it'd be all Christian churches. So if they do choose to participate in the field trip, they are subject to the Sharia dress requirements of the mosque schools. So Sharia law exists in the United States of America in every mosque, in every, I guess, in every apartment or building in which a muzzy lives, or block or street or school they go to. Sharia sure is getting into a lot of America for something we shouldn't worry about. Oh, Sharia Sharia law, they tell us, fits nicely with our Constitution. No, it doesn't. The Constitution, the way a government does it now, that's not the Constitution. Fuzzy, buzzy Sharia nonsense. That is exactly what they meant in the First Amendment. No, 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 not the first part, second part. Freedom, you know, freely express your religion. See, if Christians were free to express their religion in this country, mosques wouldn't be going up because fuzzy muzzies would feel uncomfortable. They wouldn't like it. But because there's no political correctness, there's nothing they could do about it. Oh, well, in in the real United States of America. Do you know people took, uh, uh, they actually took uh, umbrage with me for, 
saying the things they do about, of all things, Islam. Do, do they really think they, all right, they gave up, they can't get me out of history, they can't fight me, history, constitution, uh, founding of U.S. history. Uh, what, else, what else can we mess with them with? Uh, Sharia law. Islam means submission. Can, don't you wait. But again, if we were an overtly Christian nation, they would not come here, they would not live here, and they would not build their so-called mosques, which their mosques, by their own description, are also, they also hold ambassadors. They, so they're, they're like, why can't I remember the name of the word? Ambassadors. They stay in buildings called Embassies, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, uh, they say uh, it is also an embassy, and it is also a place to store weapons and make battle plans. All these things are done in a mosque. And you're, you've got to worry about sending your little girl in there showing her ankles? They, this is stuff the Muslims say themselves. They, they, no, not the ones you hear on TV. On the radio, those are those are apologetic people. Those are people making excuses for Islam. They're they're in that first stage still, moving into the second stage of of uh, jihad. The first stage is all this nonsense of victimhood, victimhood. Get all everybody to protect you against everybody else. That's that's the first thing they do. Well, you know, and I like, I think it was Michael Savage who brought up the other day, um, do you remember Obama saying we are no longer a Christian nation? Yep. I think we need to remind everybody about that. Or... He actually did say he was a Muslim, too. Good for him. Anyone who uh, speaks speaks ill of the Prophet Muhammad, no, the world will not belong to anyone who denigrates the Prophet Muhammad. No, I know he didn't use as good a word as denigrate. Uh, but anyway, that that's another tell. Oh, and the call of prayer is the most beautiful sound I have ever heard. Have you ever heard the call to prayer? Go yes, look, it's disgusting. Go look it up online, ladies and gentlemen. Go listen to it. You want to hear that? How many? Five times a day? I can't believe the people in, what, where is it? Michiganistan? And Duke University? Minnesota <laughs> stand? No, that they have mosques there. These people have no, to I listen think Duke's to this. East Coast, isn't it? Like Virginia? No, you, well, you know all the mosques that are in Michiganistan. Everyone who lives around those things have to listen to this every day. Oh, Dearbornistan. That's all, that whole Dearborn is completely given up to the fuzzy muzzies. It's a no, it's a no enter zone. It's where cops don't go. They, 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 Sharia law applies to everybody that crosses the border into, into what I call Dearbornistan. Uh, which changed the whole name of Michigan to Michiganistan. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that we're... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, no, we have not gotten to the Fuzzy Muzzy report yet. Wait for it. Oh. <laughs> this is just our schools. This is how bad it is. Well, it's about Islam. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is how bad it is. Well, yeah, their job is to brainwash all of us into being Fuzzy Muzzies. Or kill us. Or tax us for, out of existence for a while and then kill us. Why would they do that? Why do cats play with mice? That's why. These people have the mentality of somebody in the 6th century. And I'm tired of being corrected. Would you so-called experts out there 
make up your mind when Islam arrived on scene in history because I said it was 550. I was corrected to 660. Now someone, was, someone else is now says it's 550 again. Okay, Can, why don't we just say 6th or 6th or 7th century? Stuck in 6th or 7th century. I mean, that's what people, what's acceptable then is not acceptable now. But Islam doesn't change, which means it's truth. But whose truth? Oh, Catholicism. Sorry, Catholics. They change all the time. Uh, no. But the notion that you, you, know, you want us to live, they want a whole world to live in squalor. And worship the moon god of Arabia, which is really the fallen angel of Lucifer. Or maybe even one of his minions. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was, it, it. what do you mean? Judge a tree by its fruit. Christianity has produced wonderful fruit. Islam has produced... Rotten fruit. Disgusting rotten fruit. Maggot-infested rotten fruit. There goes a hundred more listeners. <laughs> well, if there were fuzzy mussies, good riddance. <laughs> All right. Do we really want to deal with this anymore? No, you're done. Good. Philly.com. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's not the ups and downs for the week. That's Sunday. First came the calls. Then the reams of paper. More precious in a cash strap public school than gold. Finally, the checks arrived. Anna Lane Lingelbach Elementary, a public school in Germantown, began the academic year with a discretionary budget of $160.40 to spend on each needy student. But, after readers learned of the school's plight in November from the Inquirer story, an avalanche of donations flowed from around the country. Most notably, one anonymous angel gave the school $100,000, a sum that should buy Google Chromebooks for each of the school's 420 students, kindergarten through eighth grade, for a place that Principal Mark Goslin had described as so far below just the baseline that you need to run a school. The generosity feels like a dream. Oh, but the government, the federal government's giving them all this and they're taking all your money out of from property taxes and oh my god they gotta they gotta beg for more ladies and gentlemen doesn't take this much money to educate children only if the government's involved again why don't they why did they have only a budget of 160 dollars where did all the property taxes go brian this, they're not going to say it in this. I read the whole thing. They're not going to say it here. That was my first question. How could they have only a budget of $160 to run a school? Where's the property taxes gone to? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they, that's a misprint. Maybe it was like 160000 No, no, no. It was 160 I looked it up okay, twice. Okay, well, you can't, run, you can't run a school at $160. Where's the property taxes? Not if that includes – it probably does include the student salaries, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. It's no sense to – look – this is not like a new a new notion socialism. We all know the ending because it's all happened over and over again. It's only as good until you run out of spending other people's money. 
trying to remember, ladies and gentlemen, back in the founding of this nation, everybody was educated from child to adult and no matter what the skin color was. Highly educated for times back then. We're putting bachelors and science degrees, well, maybe it's the arts, bachelor degree students out of school. More than 50% of them are functional illiterates. They got a better education in a one-room schoolhouse. Actually, the uh, as I said before, education started at the mother's knee. The- as it did in my house. But the, the point was, they didn't need $10,000 administrative buildings or and 20 administrators. They needed what? One teacher, bunch of kids, one room. That's it. Everybody came out of there educated. Now, money, money, money stolen from everywhere illegally and given around and spread around to ensure that every kid gets the same crappy education as every other kid because that's all they can muster up is misery. That's all the government ever creates is misery. And uh, that's why you shouldn't let them create anything because it will always bring misery to somebody so it's nice to, to do a donation it's great i would have sent the 160 dollars check back with something that said we no longer have to follow your standards and this we will never teach common core as a matter of fact we're not teaching anything the government tells us to teach or using the books they tell us to use you want to see a real education you let teachers that know the subject teach the class and Provide the book for the class. Not state-sponsored textbooks that all come from three places and nothing but three places. And I don't even think from those three places anymore. It might be down to one by now. Because they all have to follow the same nonsense. And you have to have your politically correct social diversity team look over every word put down in the book and make sure every word is not offensive to anybody. Which leaves a whole lot of history out, ladies and gentlemen, because I think little prog children would tell their parents that they were how they were taught about what the Constitution really means in school. And this government is fascist and is unconstitutional and illegal. The prog would have a cow. But we can't have a cow about learning about Islam or acting like Muslims. Remember the school district in California? They had them dress up like Muslims, take Muslim names. I'm not kidding you. And they and eat and live and speak like a Muslim for a week. Yeah, not my house. <laughs> wow, that, that would be the, the silliest thing I ever... I'd be, well, I just start laughing at her I, personally. <laughs> I would laugh at the kid. I'm like, seriously? Seriously, uh, why are you dressed up like idiots from Islam? You want to be a buzzy? Like Allah better than Jesus? You know, unfortunately, well, or we, God? we would have never put our kid in school. God and of Abraham? When, when we did have uh, our our daughter with us for like the umpteenth time, um, you were always banging on the desk down at her school, in her public school, when she was 15. The guy, uh, the guy couldn't stand. It was just like, he saw him coming and that was it. You know? But even if Oh, really? Did, Here's a, you can't come home reeking of cigarette smoke. That's why you reek of smoking now? 
I'm a non-smoker. You guys don't know that, but it sticks to you like it follows you around like a cloud. I can smell it right away. And uh, she said no, but I guess she was secondhand because the bathroom she had to go into was filled all the time with clouds of cigarette smoke. The kids would go in there and smoke cigarettes, and nobody checks the bathrooms, and nobody's policing it, and nobody's stopping them from doing what they're not supposed to do on school, on school property. The answer was, I don't have I don't have enough people to put someone to, in the bathrooms. Not, not a solution. An acceptance of the situation. Uh, first of all, one solution doesn't cost money at all. But uh, all right, find people who are living on welfare in the county, get their backsides over there, make it minimum wage. If they, if you want to keep them on. Welfare, because minimum wage isn't as good as welfare, then oh, fine. But then the money goes back into the county coffers to pay for. The, see, either way it works out. But let's see what happens to Goslin. Goslin said the people across the region and nation were moved to help. A 13-year-old boy donated ten dollars. The Springfield School District in Montgomery County sent a truck with educational materials and office supplies. There were checks and crayons from Chicago and Florida and elsewhere. Do you see what I mean about being a charitable nation and that when we stand up, people will come from all over to stand up with us? This is a prime example. Chicago, for goodness sakes. They have their own problems. <laughs> I would imagine but Chicago schools have their own problems. Uh, I was stunned by the outpouring of love, said Gosselin, from everywhere. Lingelbach's plight hit Valerie Cap, a reader in Royersford, in the gut. The human face of the Philadelphia School District's budget crisis was suddenly very clear, she said. I've seen headlines, I've listened to the news, Cap said, but I never felt a connection to it. Cap's son is not in kindergarten yet, but when he does attend it, will be at the school whose administrators, teachers, and parents never have to worry about what happens if the roof leaks or if there's enough money to pay to run off copies of a literacy placement test. Okay, so th- this, this is Again, a prime example. you can't run them out. Hand copy it like the, like the monks did before mimeographs were created. Huh? You got no excuse. You're getting paid by the hour, woman. Get to work. But this is a prime no, example of how we can take back our schools. It can be done. Yes, it can be done, but they didn't get to that part yet. Well, I'm saying if they don't take out your property she reads tax, ahead. if you don't take out, well, he does a cold show. Yeah, but this is why. Lizards. Don't do this until I read it. Because they haven't heard it yet, Susan. Honey, I'm just saying what you are saying about taking our schools back. Got it, that. Okay. It's possible. Anyway, my son has so many opportunities, and I just thought, it's a tragedy how we're failing these children, Cap said, of Philadelphia students. And these are our kids, all of our kids. No, they're not, you commie collectivist. I hate this woman already. Cap is committed to making things happen for Lingelbach, connecting with a local bank manager who pledged support, reaching out to schools, securing a promise of backpacks. Realtor Ellen Goodwin knew the school from working in northwest Philadelphia at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services' Chestnut Hill office. 
After she read about Lingleback's paltry finances, Goldwyn chose to focus the office's holiday giving project on the school, collecting wish lists from every teacher. Just before Christmas, they, they delivered highlighters and whiteboards, poster paper and markers. They'll drop off books this week, and Goodwin is also collecting materials to help replenish the school library, which was nearly wiped out by a water leak over the summer. We're taking, we're talking 300 books over, we're taking 300 books over, and we're going to volunteer some time to help set up the library again, Goodwin said. It's great to feel like you made a difference, no matter how small. And then, there are the Chromebooks. Goslin's calm, even demeanor, spikes a little when he talks about them, his face breaking into a broad smile. One of many calls the principal fielded after the inquiry story ran in November was from a man who told him, I think I can help you out, Goslin remembers. The reader went to Lingenbach to meet Goslin and toured the boxy school in at, oh, sorry, is it boxy? So is mine. On Wayne Avenue. He wanted to know what Goslin would do with a substantial donation and said he shared the principal's vision that technology implemented properly can help open doors for children. Gosling was at the supermarket shopping for Thanksgiving dinner with his young daughter when the call came. He said, I'm going to give you $100,000, Gosling remembered. I just about dropped the turkey. The computer, <laughs> the computers will arrive in February, and teachers will spend the remainder of the year developing strategy on how to reframe their teaching to use the computers effectively. It really should change the way instructors being delivered, Goslin said. We don't want them to be just word processors or really fancy pencil. As for regular pencils, Goslin is covered for now. But I'm a realist, and I know this is a one-shot deal. Next year, we'll be right back in the same position. We still don't have the ability of a suburban district to just order supplies if they're needed, said Goslin. A first-year principal who came to Philadelphia from... Just such a suburban district, Stroudsburg area school system in the Poconos. Ah, the vacation spot of of Long Island is everywhere, especially the Jewish people. But Lingelbach is one of two hundred plus struggling Philadelphia public schools, and even its major windfall can't cover Lingelbach's biggest need staff. Gosling doesn't want to use one time donations to pay for positions he can't fund himself. When the donations dry up. Okay, so two points I want to ask. Why in God's names do our kindergarten kids need that laptop? Chromebook? Thing? Yeah, Chromebook. It's a netbook. Okay. It's, I don't know what that. I am completely computer limited. Well, first of all, I don't <laughs> I know. I don't know what Chromebook comes with or doesn't come with at the moment. It's not a full. It's not a regular computer. It's it's got limitations and. Uh, it's not that expensive either. It's like most netbooks. It's cheap because it doesn't have the computing power to do all the stuff regular computer does. Just does the net, internet. Why do they need? And it has a really tiny keyboard that makes everybody look funny when they type on it. <laughs> like all the netbooks, they're like postage stamps. <laughs> I know it's because you got such big hands, though, right? <laughs> everybody I see with those things, the, the, the hands are in here. The elbows can't go in anymore. They're just. <laughs> They're all in that position, you know, with the elbows up against the ribs and the hands out front, like a like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or an Allosaurus. Oh my 
my goodness. <laughs> okay, so now it's required for our kids to have a computer in school? You know, comp- computers could make teaching much easier, uh, which is why I tell you to do those online ones instead of sending your kids to school. And very affordable. We got that link up a while ago. We should put it up every once in a while. We should talk about it. Uh, but there are plenty of options out there. And also, this allows one teacher to interact with people in more than one classroom in, in a given day without having to move. She just stays in her classroom, does the streaming video while the students watch the video, listen to it, and interact through chatting back and forth with the teacher, asking questions. The way You could save a ton of money that way. There's lots of, there's, I have lots of ideas, but the first thing we have to do is take back the school board and then we can probably talk some more ideas and you probably won't get me to shut up if you ever tell me you did it. Uh, but anyway, recess happens now only because staffers volunteer their time to supervise children in the schoolyard. And while the school has a guidance counselor, guidance counselor never did anything for me. I don't know why they even have them. Part of her time spent not counseling students, but covering classes. Still, Gosselin said he feels fortunate. We're comfortable for the year, Prince said, and it feels wonderful. You know what? Sometimes you really just got to live in the moment. You can drive yourself crazy worrying about what's going to happen next year. Because believe me, no matter what your plans are, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> and man's plans tend not to work out in the long run. So it's often best to make short-term plans. Other than for things like retirement, that would be long-term, of course. We're not talking finances. All right, ladies and gentlemen, i got to go to break. It's an uncooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you're looking for a better way to clean the air in your home or office, you need the all-new ozone light. It's as simple as changing your light bulbs. The ozone light looks like a normal spiral type of light bulb. It screws in most standard light sockets, but it's not a normal light bulb. It's coated with titanium dioxide. It's completely safe, but this unique coating kills most airborne bacteria, mold spores, and neutralizes odors. Just one light cleans the air in an entire room and lasts eight times longer than the normal light bulb. If you have Smokers, if you have allergies, if you have pet odors, mold, or mildew, you need the ozone light. It will wipe them out. And you have our word. If you're not satisfied with the way the ozone light cleans the air in your home, simply return it for a full refund. Call 1-800-380-4105, 1-800-380-4105, or visit airtimestore.com, airtimestore.com. We are committed to all people. We do believe you can use government in a, in a good way. Well, government's the only thing that we all belong to. We're in different churches, different clubs, but we're together as a part of our city or our county or our state and our nation.
Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. Call now, 800-974-3461. 800-974-3461. That's 800-974-3461. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252, 800-296-1252, that's 800-296-1252. Go back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay, do you want to do your spiel for the Fuzzy Muzzy Report, or do you want me to play something for it? Play something. Okay, here we go. And now, from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string, and he shouts, Allah Akbar, and kill the infidels. Pull it again, and Jihad begins to sweat profusely, and screams, Everyone back up, or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone... Thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Parker Barbie. Okay. Uh, I didn't thank Paul Shanklin before for his his uh, contributions to the show on his parodies. Uh, PaulShanklin.com, PaulShanklin.com. Got, he's got new stuff of the year over there. He's got a la carte specials. He's got all kinds of stuff. Go to his website, see if you like something. You might want to create your own little list of parodies. If you have a radio show, though, you do have to ask his permission and get it in writing before you use them, uh, as I have done. 
And uh, what could you say about Burke or Barbie, huh? From World Dead Daily! The Fuzzy Muzzy Report. Norwegian People's Aid describes the goal of its work with Palestinian refugees. Quote, important struggles are the struggle to have recognition of the right of the refugees to eventually return to their homeland after more than 60 years. And while they are staying in Lebanon, the struggle for their basic civil rights and rights to basic services to work and housing. World Net Daily last week reported that HarperCollins, one of the largest publishers in the world, filled orders from Arab countries to provide maps for schoolchildren in the Middle East that erase Israel. Let me say that again. They're providing maps for school children in the Middle East that erase Israel. The U.S.-based publishing giant apologized and canceled all future sales of its Collins Middle East Atlas after published reports by World Net Daily and several other media outlets exposed the defective maps. HarperCollins agrees the omission of the name Israel from their Collins Middle East Atlas this product has now been removed from sale in all territories, and all remaining stock will be pulped. Harper Collins sincerely apologized for this omission and for any offense caused, the company said in a statement. In 2013, another major publishing house, Scholastic Inc., was caught selling children's books that omitted Israel from an illustration, illustrated map. Scholastic, the world's largest publisher of children's books, was forced to apologize after parents began complaining and negative reviews started showing up on Amazon and Twitter. The company said in a statement it apologized and regretted printing a book that inadvertently omits Israel on a map. Look, ladies and gentlemen, they're building the caliphate over there right now. They intend that the Muslim flag will fly over the capital of every country in the world. And they will do this by killing, torturing, and maiming anybody or anything in their way. I say, get them all in one area, oh, like the Middle East, and blow them up. That's the only way you're going to fix this. The only way. And make sure it's a pork bomb. Got to have plenty of pork in it. Pork shards going everywhere. So everybody dies with pork in them. What? Blackjack Pershing. Remember what he did? You do something horrific, let them know what's waiting for them, and the fuzzy muzzies go back into silent mode. It's, it's funny. It's like the Borg. You, they just kind of deactivate. But their goal is to wipe Israel off the map. But it doesn't matter. Their goal is to wipe everything off the map. Israel's just, like, first and required to bring the end times. I'm just telling you what they believe, and different sects believe slightly different things, but very slightly. And it's enough to get them killed, though. There was a split. The Shia and the Shiites, that's a separate split from the other ones. Uh, but, but those two hate each other. And it's because they both 
disagree with who is the next in line and heir to Muhammad. The Shiite thinks it was their great cleric about the bun. The Sunni thinks it's their great cleric to Bukbu. And uh, so they've been fighting about that for, ever since. Uh, then, yeah, I know there's whole, there's other ones too, Wahhabis in Saudi Arabia and such. But, uh, you know, the big ones are Shiite and, and Sunni. And that's why people are confused with them killing Muslims. Yeah, they're Muslims, but they're not their kind of Muslim. They're that intolerant. You get it now? Yeah, so they're going to give you a warm kiss because you're an atheist or an agnostic? You think you're out of the picture? Uh, you better be willing to kiss their feet and say, praise Allah, or off with your head. Even they don't tolerate you, atheists. Even if you do, they still off with your head. Well, if they believe you, supposedly they won't. But I don't believe that story. I, they say they're just going to cut their heads no matter what, but they wanted them to see if they would do it. And they did. Denounce God. Denounce Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And after they did that, they cut off their head. Now, don't understand. This is not this is not head on the block with the guy with the bag and the big axe and one swipe, it's all over. Head rolls in the basket or the guillotine, same thing. It's not that at all. They literally have to cut and hack their heads off while they're alive screaming. Yeah, they don't do the off with your head thing. It's more like... It's all over the internet if you ever want to see it. Ew. Are you kidding me? No, they they publicize all their beheadings. Didn't you know that? How do you think we saw them? How do you think we know about them? While they were doing it, they televised it. So they could send the world the tape. See, this is what we do to non-believers. I don't know, but if things keep going this way, a secret stash with a prayer rug... Uh, some of the necky-neck-muzzy stuff and a Koran somewhere in case they ever take over. When they come to, when they come for you, change it to the muzzy. Oh, no, praise Allah. I could do an, an Indian muzzy. You know, when you were saying about the different fractions um, fighting over who gets what <laughs> with Mohammed, it reminds me of the story of, um, who was it? Who's Handmaiden? That's how the Abraham. Uh, uh, yeah, that's how the uh, the Israeli, Israelis. This and is the their Arab. claim to being the Abrahamic religion. Supposedly, Muhammad was the cast out son. There, there's really no concrete evidence to say that at all. He, he can't be. He wasn't even born back then. Well, in the line of. Oh, okay. Thanks for the clarification. Because that's the first thing I thought. Supposedly, that's what they say. But no. And they'd like making Abrahamic because they that's evil. And if they can link up and they say that Abraham, oh, it's just like Jews and Christians then. So they, no, they don't worship the God of Abraham. It has nothing. When you say Abrahamic religion, it has to be of the God of Abraham, not of the offspring of Abraham. It's, no. That's not an Abrahamic religion. That's a it's a ancestor of Abraham. That's not the same thing, okay? Just so we're clear on that. It's not an Abrahamic religion, just like the Republican Party that was created to defeat the Federalists by Madison and Jefferson was not called the Jefferson hyphenated Democratic Party or any hyphen anything. It was just called Republican. That's how they referred to themselves 
That's what their name was. They want you to, they want to try and make you think, look, no, it's like the Democrats. The Democrats, this is the Democrats. No, they're Republicans. Yeah, I know. Real Republicans. They've actually, not GOP. They've actually morphed into that, though, now. <laughs> not, not the grand old, I'm not talking about the grand old party. That's not the same party. That Republican party went away long before this GOP came about. Uh, when it's when it's ceased to serve the people, it just stopped. And yeah, some of them went into this. I forget them all now. The Whigs and the Tory. I, I don't know. Then the GOP came around, got rid of the 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 Whig party, and it it's all complicated. Party, who cares? But anyway, uh, no, they were the Republicans. These Republicans, the real name of the party is the Grand Old Party, the GOP. They're far from being a, Repub- a Republican party. All right. First of all, the first Republicans were classical liberals. All right, so on we go. Bye-bye, Scholastic. Like I said, there's only a few people that do this stuff, and they've all been in- infiltrated, all of them. Just like our government. Just like all the governments. From cnsnews.com. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a conspiracy. A spate of anti-Islamist rallies. Anti-Islamist rallies? Really? Would you people stop just... Just torturing language to try and describe these doofuses any other way than just Muslim. Islam, they are the good Muslims. This is what Islam teaches. This is what is expected of a Muslim. All of them will do it when the time comes, when they know there's no chance they can lose. Oh, there will be no more moderate Muslims. Trust me on this. History has proven it to be a fact. They play this game all throughout history. It's even in the Quran. They they brag about it. I think it was Medina, the city of Medina. Uh, yeah, they... They went in as, oh, help me, we're political victims, everyone's beating up on us for our religion. And so they took him in, and everything was great and wonderful, and they built up their numbers, and eventually they took over the city. And from there they took over the lands. No, not just by sheer numbers of population, but by getting big enough to do violence. The There's three stages of jihad. The last stage is violence, the violent jihad. Uh, but the other ones are all part and parcel of the same. It's to get them to the point where they can do the violent jihad. I know this because I studied the dang religion. That's why. Wish I could get those years back. Okay, um, a spate of anti-Islamist, anti-Muslim rallies in Germany drew the condemnation Tuesday of UN Secretary General Ben Gimun. It's just unbelievable. United States of America has to listen to somebody called Ban Ki-moon. No, we don't. Well, we're not supposed to. But they do. That's my point. It's a, I, didn't say, I didn't say we're supposed to legally under the Constitution, which we're not. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's nowhere in the Constitution that allows them to dip into the Treasury to pay for those world, whatever you want to call them. The World Bank, the IMF, the UN, blah, 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 World Health Organization, all that UN stuff. Um, there's no no constitutional 
authority for them to give them money, nor is there any constitutional authority for foreign aid, nor is any constitutional authority uh, for domestic aid, state aid, disaster relief, etc., and etc., and et infinitum. I know, it's a pretty, pretty cold-sounding incantation, don't you think? Hey, you were on Twitter today and yesterday. Did you hear anything about what the Pope said about uh, no, and I don't care. the French? I don't care what the Pope says. He's a commie. Left-wing liberal, left-wing liberal progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, statist, bastard. It doesn't matter. And collectivist. You're all in the same boat. You're on the left-wing, I want big government to ruin my life and turn me into a surf mode. You're just too stupid to know that's what you're fighting for. Every step away from the Constitution is a step towards serfdom. And we're way far many steps away from the Constitution. Anyway, so this guy, Ban Ki-moon, which is just the fact that they could elect someone like him, drew the condemnation Tuesday of the UN Secretary of Ban Ki-moon while Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan cited that he called growing Islamophobia to mount a new verbal attack on the European Union. Troubled by the influx of asylum seekers, Germany's net immigration reached the highest level in two decades, with about 200,000 asylum seekers last year alone. I believe we're sucking about that much up ourselves. Isn't that great? I think it's wonderful. A group called itself Patriotic Europeans Against the Islamization of the West has held a series of demonstrations since October. You know, I think they read Solitzy's book. You know that the left always says, never let a crisis go to waste? Well, what are they trying to do? They're trying to spread Islam all around the world. What better way to do than take advantage of this crisis and have refugees scattered all over the world, especially in the Western world, which they wish to destroy? Oh, that's why I have a radio show. All right, uh, troubled, by an, <laughs> troubled by an influx of asylum seekers, Germany's net immigration reached the highest level since ever, <laughs> two decades. Um, the patriotic Europeans have risen up to you know, opposition. We're, we're uh, just going to keep calling ourselves Tea Party people, probably. They began small, but shortly before Christmas, an estimated 17,500 people took part in a rally in Dresden. The same eastern city saw the group, whose German acronym is PEGIDA, attract more than 18,000 people on Monday. The protests have been sharply criticized by German Chancellor Angela Merkel, religious leaders, and others, and this week also saw large counter-demonstrations held in Dresden and several other cities, including Berlin and Cologne. You know, no one's talking about this, Brian. Nobody. Nobody. This is, and I actually, well... I didn't get to it last two shows I had when the protests were actually going on. This is the world's reaction to the protests, but I figured this was a follow-up, so I wasn't going to do both articles. But this has been going on for a month or more. You know, just like the Ferguson crap. It's a it's a media blackout. We're never going to learn this stuff. Nope. And with that, it's a hard break. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Terry O'Brien Show. 
The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in vivid red, white, and blue. Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. You use my middle name. What a nasty campaign. I'm not ashamed of my middle name. It rhymes with change. Bahrain and John Wayne. I'm the next JFK. But just call me B.O. today. Can you refrain from using my middle name? Now let me explain. It causes Oprah stress and strain. I believe we can collectively come together and... The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. We're all in uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. Well, this is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy 
proceeds of $500,000 and above. A man aged 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-430-4505-800-430-4505-800-430-4505. That's 800-430-4505. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Fuzzy Muzzies! Fuzzy Muzzies! Our late departed friend and colleague that we miss very much, Loki Tim Curlin, didn't he? Tim Loki Curlin is what he said. Tim Loki Curlin. Didn't he invent Fuzzy Muzzies? No. No? I thought he did. (laughs) I mean, I, I should say it. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he did. I think I remember the first time I've ever he heard it was on your when you were on the show with him. Yeah, it's hard because we done we did a show together for how many years? Three and a half years at the Patriots Pub, and then after that we did uh, well from that date forward until the day he died. We did a show every week. Uh, a lot of a lot of our stuff got crossed with each other because we agree with each other. Uh, so it is possible he started fuzzy fuzzy. I don't know. He wouldn't mind me using it. Any more than I mind you guys using my stuff. Especially if you can do left-wing, little progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, statist, bastard. Can you? Do, if you could do that, you could do my stuff. Otherwise, leave my stuff alone. Practice that. <laughs> you almost sounded like the Coca-Cola man. I was trying to for a minute. Now I'm trying to talk like a vampire. Uh... Because we are Dresden. That's a hard, that was a horrible battle there. Hmm. At a briefing in New York, bands, you know, Banky Moon. See, I don't have anything for him yet. He's, he's, he's just, it's just a nothing to me. I don't know. He's like an empty suit. Stephanie Kujerik said the Secretary General had spoken out repeatedly against what we've seen as a rise of extremism in different parts of the world, not just Europe. And I think this message is one of tolerance and one of acceptance. How do you tolerate a religion that is designed to 
envelop you like the blog. Either join or die. You got tolerance for that? Oh, we got to have tolerance. Oh, anti-immigrants. It's not anti-immigrants. Anti-Islam. Islam is evil. Trust me on this. The satanic cults have nothing. And we call them cults. Why don't we call Islam a cult? Uh, uh, because it should be. That that satanic cults are nothing. This is this is Lucifer's religion. This is the religion that Lucifer created. This one, not the satanic cult people that are just really kind of oddballs out people. You know what I'm saying? They're really not. They're really harmless so far. Now they're spreading because of the rise of evil. I don't know. Evil might just find a comfortable home in the satanic cult. You know, it again, you, you've you nailed it. I am hearing more and more people, because I listen to conservative talk radio, because I want to hear what the heck they have to say. I don't listen to the progs. I, don't, I couldn't stand it. I've tried. I'd throw the radio across the room. Um, hey, look at my radio out of it. <laughs> everybody is speaking about what you started, and he did, about four or five months ago, when the beginning of ISIS started. Saying the rise, the of, rise evil. of evil. Actually, a caller into Savage was saying the exact same thing. Evil is rising. I can see it. I can feel it. So you got that started as long as well as the words like doofus. <laughs> I just want to, I want to go down in history as the guy who brought back doofus. And dumbass. People are saying dumbass too. Oh, I'm serious. I do. I, I want that stuff on my tombstone. <laughs> No, we're going to put your saying on your tombstone. Constitution is the solution? The other one. Wow, he's going to have a big headstone. <laughs> Make it a mausoleum. There's more places to write stuff. <laughs> they could be like little haikus. <laughs> no, left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist bastard. you got to say it faster. At the word. <laughs> I said it. I just you, left out status. Well, I threw that in. Sometimes I had collectivists too. No, but so, I'm really. It's I'm a lot of words to say. Trust me, try it. <laughs> Your daughter's been and trying. And right now to my do tongue it. is fuzzy, so I don't even want to try it. <laughs> She's been trying to do it for years. She's tar- been trying to explain to people what you say, uh, and she can't do it. <laughs> simple. I'm sick of the the branding on the left. They yep. constantly brand themselves. They're just nothing but a bunch of left wing liberal progressive socialist commie fetish statist bastards. See, status. I added that. I, I, but, I'll try collective. But again, more and more people are saying that as well. And, you know, I said this to my girlfriend, Bev, the other day, because all the, the, the people that I'm surrounded, my life is surrounded by, are having such horrible hardships, including us. And I'm thinking, I think, thought one day, I said, you know, it's everybody that believes in the Constitution, the rule of law, God, and we're getting slammed. That would be an indication of evil also. Uh-huh. So other people are agreeing with you. Good. It's unusual. I'm not very agreeable. So what does that mean? We mean to pray more. We need to get back to God. Yes. And we need to tell these idiots at the Supreme Court they're fired. They were never intended to have the power of judicial review. Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist 78, not Madison. And Alexander Hamilton might as well have been the first prog. Aaron Burr didn't shoot his backside soon enough. The other thing to tell the folks is to have hope, faith, 
and to just keep going forward, doing something right. Hope is the last, the last thing, the last vestige of humanity, and he was sent here to take that away. That's Obama's job: take hope away. Oh, but he promised you hope, didn't he? Do you have any? Well, this guy's in office. Nothing's good. Nothing good's going to happen while he's there. Because the people that control him don't give a rat's behind if he gets his head blown off. Yes, you hear that, NSA? I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to warn you. I'm not trying to tell people to do it. I'm saying they don't care if it happens. They'll just use it to benefit the progressive movement. But I, that doesn't matter. The computer pulled my sentence. I'm gone. Helicopters are on the way. Oh, wait, maybe Area, Area 51, they'll take that spaceship out and I'll just beam me up. <laughs> I got to get a defense against beaming technology in here. <laughs> I've almost got a Faraday cage completed. I was just going to say the same thing. I just didn't know what the name of it was. I keep forgetting. Faraday cage. Yeah, our buildings are kind of like that. <laughs> I, I got a couple windows to seal up and a ground rod to throw on the ground and that's it. We're done. We'll be safe from all of the electromagnetic chaos that's due to come sooner or later. Uh, no, I'm not that. No, I'm not a TV survivalist kind of guy or anything. I, I'm a tech guy. I know what a Faraday cage is. Science. I love science. Yes, we're geeks. Proud, proud geeks. You would never know as a Greek geek to look at me. <laughs> in any stage of my incarnation. All right, refugees are moving very often under the perilous conditions throughout the world seeking safety, and I think it's a responsibility of everyone to ensure that those refugees are welcomed and treated fairly. Why? What, what? Something happens in their country, and their citizens get to come to my country? Well, crap, people are just going to start blowing things up in general. <laughs> Everybody wants to come here. This is an easy trip, and they're they're flooding us with muzzies, and Saudi Arabia's still building mosques, and this country is still not coming back to God. No, it, no, Allah's not God. The real God. This is the promised land. I, I there's no other way to explain the fact that. Everything humanity needs to improve technologically and as a species exists right here in the borders of the United States of America and its shores. Oil, gas, rare earth elements, palladium, uh, gold, silver, gemstones. Oil. I said oil already. Good. We have everything here. (laughs) That's why they call us the treasure state. Unfortunately, the government owns more, I, what, more than half of it or so. Uh, so they don't let us drill. But the private lands are now letting us drill. But now the private stuff is drying up because the price got too low. And so they're, they're shutting down their oil derricks and they're laying people off. And they're going to, I don't know, regroup and wait till the price comes back up. I don't know what their plans are. To be honest with you, they, but they they have a plan. I know that because people that run those larger businesses, uh, they have a plan. Now I know. Oh, oh, big oil. So you you agree with me? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, 
complaining about the profits of an oil corporation, I should say an energy corporation, because they also make solar panels and other stuff. They're energy companies. They're in it for the future. The future isn't here yet. Everyone gets it, except the politicians. They want it to be here. It's not here. Bad news. Earth creates, actually creates oil. So it it's a renewable fuel. So all you Nazis claiming it's not a renewable fuel can go pound sand. Oh, it's a, it, it, I know, it's not a, a peer review. You're never going to get peer review in political science. Not, not political science. In the politi- political that is today's science. Because that doesn't meet the narrative. See? Science is political now. It's no longer something you can trust. It's not hard science. There are no hard sciences. Because they're all vying for tax dollars. Federal money, your dollars to do X, Y, and Z, which the Constitution also does not provide for. Oh, this you, you gotta, goes in. you've got to know how it must be to like to live like in this head, knowing all I know. If anyone has the right to scream out, I'm pissed, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's me. Uh, you know, you bring up a good point. I know everyone thinks we're going into the weeds, but that goes with also Germany's um, economic and, uh, what do you call it, uh, energy. They got rid of all that uh, nonsense. Oh, the Europe, Europe went with the, uh, especially Spain, they went heavily with the renewables, so-called renewables. I just explained oil is a renewable. Uh, solar panels, for instance. They were big on solar panels. It was a mistake. All it did was drive up the cost of solar panels and and, and dry up availability back here. Um, it didn't work. Their economy suffered. Unemployment went up. There is no market for solar panels and windmills right now. Not at the prices they that it costs. Not at the amount of real estate you have to give up to put them there. Not because of the noise, i.e. windmills think noise that really irritate people, some people. Um, I'm trying to work on something that other people are trying to work on around the world, actually. Uh, this notion of a vertical access wind turbine that can be made from a 55-gallon plastic drum or uh, metal plastic, metal drums, if you wish. Or even a, five, a couple of 5-gallon pails, 5-gallon buckets. That's the first one I'm going to make, a one-gallon bucket one and then a double-decker one-barrel one, and I want to see how it works. It's a lot of – it has to be simple. It has to be something readily available. It has to be cheap. So it's going to have to be old – I'm saying, thinking an old GM or or even Chrysler Ford alternator with an external regulator. Uh, that's probably what I would do. Whatever is readily available in your junkyard. If you're in a GM world, there's a lot of GM. And if you're in a Ford world, there's a lot of Ford. You're Chrysler, a lot of Chrysler. People have their preferences in vehicles based on region, the majority of people. So whatever is readily available is what the idea is. Anybody could do this on a shoestring, put it in their backyard, or even, I want a compact one, yep, the one bucket one. That's going to go on balconies in the city. So that, so that they can help generate electricity for themselves, and you know, 
turn back that meter, save some money, get the economy going. Look, the more money we get into people's hands, the more money they're going to spend on stuff, and the more the economy goes zoom, as long as the government stays out of it. Unfortunately for you, this government is not going to stay out of it. And I'm not just talking about uh, this administration, this government. The Federal Reserve is not going to allow it to happen, do you understand? There, There is a lot to the conspiracy theories about the, the Federal Reserve. Doesn't matter to me. It's unconstitutional, therefore it's void and gone. In my world, it doesn't even exist. I, when I think of it, I just see a ghost image as it disappears. It will. Ladies and gentlemen, trust me, I can see, I can feel it. It's going to happen. About three-quarters of Germany's four million Muslims are of Turkish origin, and Erdogan, which I swear was a dragon's name in some book I read. It was. Erdogan, I'm telling you, it was. And it turns out it's a Muslim name. See, you find weird names that sound cool to do with sci-fi stuff and fantasy stuff, and it turns out it's always based on something that's actually here. On Tuesday, took the opportunity to criticize the European Union, which Turkey has aspired to join for decades. All right. The EU sucks, but I really want to join. What? Formal negotiations have been underway since 2005, dogged by European standards about undemocratic practices in Turkey, among other things. It is regrettable that the EU is trying to teach a lesson to Turkey instead of trying to tackle very serious threats it's facing. The all right, the Associated Foreign Press news agency quoted him as telling a meeting in Ankara of Turkish ambassadors. Uh, Ankara of Turkish ambassadors. It's regrettable the EU is trying to teach a lesson to Turkey instead of trying to tackle very threats it's facing. It's facing threats from your people. By and large, Muslims. Muslims have no country. Muslims have no borders. So, uh, Turkey insisted on telling the people that set the standards for who they accept and who they don't that they should not be telling Turkey what it needs to do and go worry about its own problems. Fine. Where's the piece of paper? Crumple it up. Throw, Throw that application in the circular file. Uh, Turkey, have, see ya. Hey, doofus. They have, they actually have standards they have to meet. You don't meet them, you don't get in. You think by crying and whining to them, you're gonna get in? Maybe. They're a bunch of dumbasses that seem to think that Muslim and old brown people need to be worshipped because we caused them so much trouble in our colonial days. Yeah, during the colonial days, we built up those places and made them civilized. Not us. The colonials, you know, Britain and France and the Dutch and etc. Uh, America never did that. But, you know, it, it's just, again, it's the arrogance of Islam. You see, you have to accept us the way we are. Because you don't, you don't understand exactly the belief in these people. The only information, the only book that is required for the world is the Quran, and there need be no other. So they consider themselves superior to us Western whiteies, uh, Christian whatevers, and uh, so we got we got to meet with our superiors here and, and bring them in. I guess, and they want to run the European Union after that. Of 
course, uh, <laughs> there is a takeover of Europe, Africa, the Middle East, uh, which North Africa is actually part of, uh, Asia that's going on right now that it's it's a bit, Islam is on the rise. Evil is on the rise. No, I'm not saying it's on the rise because of it. No, Islam is on the rise because evil is on the rise. And I love the next paragraph, too. You and I talk about this all the time off air. <laughs> what do we talk about off air? <laughs> what the idiot's going to say? Islamophobia? That one? Yeah. What does it mean? It means fear of Islam. No, it doesn't. It means an irrational fear of Islam. I don't have an irrational fear of Islam. I have a rational fear of Islam. Its goal is to make me a muzzy or dead. It's that simple. Yes, it comes down just to that. Go ahead, study it for a couple of years and boil it down. And you'll come, you'll give me an email that says, you know, I should have listened to you. I wasted two years of my life on this nonsense. And you're right. It just boils down to that. It gives me no pleasure to be right. You think, you think it would? I Actually, I don't. For a second, I feel good. And then I'm like, oh, God. For a split second, then it's just like, ugh, the reality of it's just sickening. Uh, and I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong. I want the whole world to, to be full of lollipops and roses and, and moonbeams and whatever crud the hippies want. <laughs> oh, yeah, utopia. Yeah, I'm all for utopia. Let me know what it's got to be practical to have it. There's nothing practical about utopia. Uh, which reminds me of a certain movie, Idiocracy. I love that. Which reminds me of Brando. Which reminds me of every Prague I've ever talked to in my life. That conversation about Brando's. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm a, I want to own that movie. I don't like stupid comedies at all. And this is in the vein of that stupid comedies. But this, they just did such a good job on this one, man. It was not a B movie at all. It, it was an A movie. And, uh, Look, they didn't have to spend a lot of money, and it was really funny. It was very well done, I must say. I, a conservatives, you'll love it. Left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status, collectivist, bastards, you shall hate it. All right, it's regrettable that they're trying to teach us a lesson. So, Islamophobia, which we don't have. We have a rational fear. That's a good thing which we constantly draw attention to and warn of, represents a serious threat in Europe, he said. If the issue is not dealt with seriously today, and if populism makes European politicians captive, the EU and European values will come into question. Uh, they're, they're not interested in European anything. Sharia law is going to be in the European Union when they're done with it. It's, it, it's evil. It, it just incessantly, incessantly tries to use this method that they've been using forever and we fall for it they're the victims they we need to protect them from all the other people attacking them and then when they get strong enough they take over us that is just the facts of what is done they have done through history and what they chronicle and teach in the quran there's only two books in the quran and what i love is when someone tells me they're a muslim and they and they say there's only one book it depends on your definition of a book. A book in a religious tome or book uh, is often referred to as a book. 
book of Genesis. See? The book of Sarah. The book of... I mean, go on. Uh, that, that's what that means. Um, so there are two books. It's Medina and Mecca. And, of course, the Quran is written chronologically backwards. So if you read it, I forget which one comes first. I think it's Mecca. I don't know. But, oh, no, Medina comes first because Islam's evil at first and, and t- sells it to do all this stuff, sort of like the Torah in the Old Testament. See that that was the that was the lead that's the deal that's that's their that's their stick okay but in the end all they're really interested in is making everybody Muslim now the second book he sounds nice he's preaching a lot of Jesus stuff you know well actually that was the beginning not the end in the beginning he tried to be Jesus for Arabs, and his clansmen laughed at him and tossed him out of the village, uh, and that made him go find a bunch of criminals, and he said, you know, I, I know place where we can, that we can hit my village, they have lots of loot, we can all split it up, and they were like, ah, because what are they, bandits, there we go, uh, so that's how he started, that's simple, that's where he started, with a one band of bandits attacking his own people for daring to throw him out and not believe he was as good as Jesus saying the same things Jesus did. I will say Jesus had a little work going for him. Uh, you're evil. <laughs> Stick doesn't work for evil. So it really, that, that's how it all started. He studied the Torah. The Torah had gone to the Middle East. That's why all the stuff in there has a different name, but it's exactly, almost exactly the same as the stuff in the Torah. He, he basically ripped off his religion. And the rest of it he made up in the Hadiths with these talking with the angel of God. It's speaking to me. God speak. Allah speaking. Blah, 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 blah. And, and yeah, it wasn't. It was Allah. It was Lucifer. Read the Hadiths. Look, if you want to st- you know your enemy, you better study up in this stuff because we, we got a lot of enemies. Kami's the socialists, the collectivists, the muzzies, all of them are the enemy. All of the minorities are the enemy. The ones that are constantly taking liberties from us so that they can feel better about themselves, uh, that, that stuff ain't going to fly. Anyway, uh, let's see what happens in Europe. I, I, I'm sorry, Angela Merkel already said it. It's over. You must assimilate your immigrants. You must take them in in enough in a way that they get assimilated into your society and they do not make their own little societies within your society. That has come to a complete and utter failure. No, it didn't happen in America with uh, when you say little this town, little that town, like little Italy, little Poland, little, uh, because they're European. They all share the same values. It didn't make a... A completely different value in religious class with, with within an area of a city and a state, etc. Or how big it gets. They've been told to come here, integrate into society as much as being polite and all that, but stay amongst themselves, build their own neighborhoods, live under Sharia law, and eventually get Sharia law incorporated inside the laws of the country uh, which you've immigrated to. This is one of their mucky mucks who gave them a, a pep talk on it. I heard it. I mean, it's clear. 
Then he says, when you come of strength, then you overcome the infidel. It's it's all the three stages of jihad. It's not the, it's not really a difficult concept. And then there's the takiyah, which is the the lying. You're allowed to lie to you're allowed to lie to everybody, as long as it's as long as they're infidels. You could even lie to a muzzy if it's for the advancement of Islam, uh, but that's something for a Sharia court to deal with. Hopefully, we'll never have to worry about going to a Sharia court. But it's not looking good at the moment. The way we're accepting all this, and we have to listen to these these people that we bred in this country that just think everybody's made of moonbeams and lollipops. Everybody's wonderful. There's no such thing as someone better than someone, or country better than another country, or religion better than another religion, or an idea better than another idea. And need I go on? Common core. <laughs> No, that's a whole new ball game. That's... Anyway, you're done with this. I hope so. Oh wow, they hit back criticism. Oh wow, you sure we didn't want to read this? Well, you're not reading it. You're just opining. Go ahead, read it. I was just going to get back to it, and then you started talking. All right. So Islamophobia, which we constantly draw attention to in war, represents serious threat in Europe. No, it doesn't. So are you going to go? Islamophobia is natural and should be actually acted upon sorry european uh if and if populism takes european politicians captive the eu and european values will come into question despite recent criticism over a crackdown on journalists erdogan also told the gathering of ambassadors that turkey had the freest press in the world free to do what as many of Pegida's critics in Germany have done, Erdogan characterized the protests as racist. Banners at some of the anti-Pegida demonstrations have featured images of crossed-out swastikas. And please, uh, hate mongers, if you're going to paint a swastika, do your research. A swastika is a backwards solar wheel. It's Native, it's Native American Indian. Uh, a solar wheel, if you look at it, it looks exactly the same, only it turns in clockwise direction. Adolf Hitler being involved in the occult reversed it and made it counterclockwise. Sort of like an upside-down cross, get it? Yeah, so if you paint a sun sign on somebody's door, I shouldn't have probably said anything because that's actually good luck, so... I just, I'm trying to help out the racists here. All right. Uh, Pagetta hit back at criticism with a position paper asserting that it is against religiously or politically motivated radicalism and that it opposes preachers of hate, irrespective of their religion, and who decides what's hate and what's not. The 19-point paper also stated that Pegida supports the admission of refugees fleeing war or political or religious persecution, but that the EU should collectively shoulder the burden of accommodating them. In other words, you want the people, you want the muzzies, so you have more muzzies, so you can take more power. But we, the EU people, the Westerners, should pay for it. What's the downside for Turkey, exactly? Does it cost them a dime and they get more fuzzy muzzies to manipulate? 
Wow, you're stupid. Pagina also said it supports the preservation and protection of our Judeo-Christian culture and opposes attempts to establish parallel societies with Sharia courts and Sharia police. Yeah, sure. I believe you. You're a Muslim. A Muslim, it's stated. You're going to lie to me. Well, does that mean they're a liar just because their religion tells them it's okay? In fact, even tells them to lie to us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, you have to assume they're a liar because you know they're going to lie if it suits them because the Quran teaches them. So how can you believe what a Muslim says? Even if, in fact, in reality, he is telling the truth as he knows it. You don't know that because there's that thing. It's okay to lie to us. So you can't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. You have to assume they're lying to you from the beginning. I don't know why some young people have a problem with this. If you're going to tell me, you know what, if you ask me something, I'm going to lie to you, and then I ask you something, you tell me something, I'm going to assume you're lying to me. Is this got this complicated for you? It's not even common core yet. Come on. Look, logic, young young folk. All you need now is to learn logic. And you'll figure this all out for yourself. You won't have to worry about listening to me about it. Uh, but again, they don't want to pay for it. They want us to pay for them to have more citizens. That's amazing. It's called for tolerance for integrated Muslims, but said it opposes misogynist, violent ideology. Yeah, I think Adolf Hitler said crap like that till he was in position to do otherwise. In a poll by German news magazine Stern last week, 29% of respondents said the Pegida rallies were justified because of concerns about the amount of influence Islam was having on life in Germany. That's right, your religion should have no no impact on my life. None. If it does, it's it's anti-liberty and we don't want it. One in eight said they would take part in such a protest if they were held in their home vicinity. Meanwhile, the French anti-Islamization, Muzzy, say it's a secret, say it's precious, anti-Islamization group called Repost La Chère, secular repost, uh, inspired by developments in Germany, is planning a first rally in Paris on January 18th under the slogan, Islamists out of France. I don't think they're going to be doing that anymore <laughs> after all the thing that happened over there. Oh, I think they are. The success of Pegida stimulates all the French who dream of such a movement being realized on our soil, an article of the group's website says. This week, controversial French author Michael Hollebach, Bech, I think it's Hollebach, I don't know how to say that, Michael is that French? It must be Pedunk Is releasing a novel that is causing a stir. A fictional mag- imagining of the rise to power in 2022 of a president who heads a Muslim Brotherhood party with far reaching consequences for French society. France has the biggest Muslim community in Europe. Bye bye, France. But nothing. The, this is just frightening. That's all. Uh, you know, 
This is their left-wing political correctness, social diversity, social justice crap coming back to bite them right in their backside where it belongs. I hope it hurts. I hope you have no toilet paper and have to use pine cones. Oh, my beer. (laughs) All right, I'm going to take some time here to thank our listeners and our affiliates, AM 1620, KTFL, Gilbert, Arizona. FM 105.5, WOMQL, Brevard, North Carolina. AM 1650, WJNW, Hermitage, Tennessee. AM 1680, KCTR, Terrell, Texas. Yes, we're here in Texas. Texas are mad at me, I know, because I say Texas isn't all that. Hey, I love Texas, but it ain't all you're saying it is. Get a grip. Uh, I'll let you know when your state government's something to brag about. All right. Now, we're also rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com. You can hear us on iHeartRadio and iTunes. And if not, if they took me down for some reason, send me an email telling me and I'll fix it. Um, You can listen and download all shows for free at UncooperativeRadio.com. That's UncooperativeRadio.com. And you can listen to us live here at Spreaker.com as well as download and listen to the recordings. So you have options. Oh, and by the way, Spreaker has all the apps for the phones. And so does Red State Talk Radio now has all the apps covered. So if you need an app for your iPhone or your Android phone or your Windows phone, uh, you're covered at Red State Talk Radio. I don't know if Windows is covered at, at, iTunes, at iHeart yet um, or, or at Spreaker. But we'll see. I know Spreaker, I think, has the whole range, believe it or not. They actually went the extra mile, so you, you can get stuff there. I don't know why I'm rambling on about this. She's looking at me like, what? I need to push a button. Push a button. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835. Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I want you. You'll have to pry it from my cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez, we're keeping our guns. All right. Thank you, uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Clark. Clark. Of where? Uh, Milwaukee County. Milwaukee County. Yep. And Steve Voss for Come and Take It. I love that show. That song. 
Okie Melon Lobe. The Second Amendment report beats the police state. That makes sense. It's all about guns. From the Washington Times. Oh, my. A year ago, this New Year's Eve, John Flippitus of Florida was driving south with his family on Interstate 95 when the Maryland Transportation Authority police pulled over his black Ford Expedition and proceeded to read it while his twins, wife and daughter, looked on, separated in the back seats of different police cruisers. The officers were searching for Mr. Flippidis's Florida-licensed, palm-sized, Keltec 38 caliber semi-automatic handgun, which he left at home locked in his safe. Maryland does not recognize handgun permits issued by other states. Now, we... Were concerned they do about this, this all the time on that I ninety corridor. They've been doing it since I was a kid. There used to be the Jersey Troopers that were just jackbooted thugs. They pull over cars randomly and rip them apart just because they were coming from south, going through north, because that's the gun corridor. And so they, this is what they, their excuse was for violating everybody's rights. And nobody's ever done anything about it. And now, look, they're doing it again. Well, and we had this concern when we were going cross-country. Um, if you go to Amazon.com, you can see my e-books, Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, which is my novel, nursing novel. And The Christmas Pigs, The Great Green Anole, and The Adventures of Izzy and Coco are my children's books. But in the nursing novel, if you get it, you will you will read all of our exploits and behind-the-scenes stuff that happens in hospitals and how hospitals are different in each state because I was a travel nurse and we traveled the entire North American continent except Mexico. But when we were traveling, that was one of our concerns. It's not a corridor. North America is a continent. I said continent. Corridor. I said continent. Anyway. Incontinent. No, I said continent. But that was our concern. That and also how high the Land Rover was because of going through different states. Right. And the bumper, now, some have bumper laws. But as I pointed out to her and as I pointed out to everybody else, uh, I'm not required to meet the requirements of your state, uh, only my state, the state of which the vehicle is registered to. I could drive through your state with it all I want and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, no, you may think there is, and you may try, but it won't stand because you can't. Now, isn't this going against the Interstate Commerce Clause? Because they're stopping no, people? No commerce no? involved. Okay. And it, I'm asking. The Interstate Commerce Clause, for, my God, Susan. The, I brought it up for other people. The only reason it exists is to stop states from stopping other states or impeding other states' trade through their state. That's it. Nothing else. No protection from interstate commerce doesn't even call There's no such word as Interstate Commerce Clause. It's just the Commerce Clause. And that's all it meant. Because that's what was happening. They were, if the states did this, to come in and stop it. To give you a modern day example of their power. And this is all. This is it. When it comes to health care. This is it. You ready? Allow. No, not allow. Make states Allow state insurance companies from selling across state lines. Healthcare is still barred. It used to be like that for automobile until they lifted it uh, because of the same reason. This is ridiculous. 
this is even more ridiculous is because they were pulled over specifically because they ran the plate and it came up with a registered firearm owner, which is something they shouldn't even know about. Exactly. And they bring this and up. This and is on. why you don't register your yep. firearms. And if we don't get to the end of this, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take it up on the next show because it's very important that everybody knows this information. Which we're probably not going to get to the end of When this. the search <laughs> turned up nothing, Mr. Flippidus, what a name, Mr. Flippidus, 51, was allowed to go and was issued only a speed warning. The incident gained national attention, Mr. Flippidus, I missed F for now on. I went on multi, multiple radio programs to describe in detail how scared and outraged he and his family were. He wondered, how did the police know he was licensed for concealed carry? And what right did they have to search through his personal items on the side of the busy interstate filled with holiday travelers on a 10-degree day? My wife's hysterical, shaking and crying, Mr. Flippidus recalled in an interview with the Washington Times. I don't have a criminal record. I own a business. I am a family man. And I tried to explain to the officer, but he had a bad attitude. Didn't want to hear my story. He just wanted to find that gun and take me away from my family. That was his goal, but he couldn't do it because I didn't have a gun. I told him. Okay, again, in Florida, they don't have any registration down there. How the heck did these people know? There's no Florida registration. Oh, yes, concealed carry. You're registered. Oh, concealed carry. That's right. Which is why I don't concealed carry. But they must have did some kind of registration. Because how would they know what kind of gun it was? They didn't. When we were there, it was just a regular concealed carry. Maybe they did what California did, and you had to give it get a concealed carry for a specific firearm. I could look that up for next show. Which is gun registration. It's backdoor gun registration. Well, you sign your rights away. Go ahead. You can't, but you want to go follow their rules and register your guns. Go ahead. It isn't going to make, when the time comes, it's not going to make you feel like you're a law-abiding citizen because you will be treated like a criminal when they come for those guns. Just like they did here. Mr. Flippidus... Case returned the support of Second Amendment advocates and subsequent apologies from the MDTA, but an internal police review concluded his stop and search were lawful and did not violate police protocols. Really, what was their what was their reason for wanting to search the car? They said he was speeding. They said he. Hey, you could say that all you want. Just make it a well, fact. Well, that's what happened to us when we they were didn't in Helena, give him, no, right? They didn't give him a ticket. They gave him a warning. Yeah, he wasn't speeding. Uh, that, that would have given him a ticket. Any, they would have given him anything they thought they could get away with at this point. But after they got egg on their face and they couldn't find the gun, now they're worried about covering their backsides. See, that's how that's how I work with cops. I know cops. I know how they think. I know how they behave. And they have the same mentality as criminals. And they're very good at lying. Just like criminals. All right, uh, those findings, however, have not satisfied other out-of-state gun owners who worry that they, too, have been targeted for minor traffic stops in Maryland because they have concealed weapons permits. Their stories are accumulating. John Tennyson IV of Lake Worth, Florida. See, this is, again, the Constitution not being followed. One state trying to impose its will on the citizens of others. This is exactly what the federal government is supposed to get involved in. And end when the, 
when the state government goes out of control, it is unlawful, it is the national government's job to put it back in line. When it, yeah, when it comes to violating certain certain things, yes. Uh, very, very small, in a very, very small way. But this is why they, they, you, you have a field day. Don't write anything down. Don't tell anybody that is has a computer anything you don't want everybody and the government to know. Right now, your doctor and your health care is a worth of information for the national government thanks to the ACA and they have all your private medical records and they have all your other records they could possibly find plus don't forget every cell phone call you've ever made has been recorded I could go on and on and on oh well what just happened to us this week or you your GPS was all of a sudden turned activated on. yep on your phone yes you can only turn off reg- GPS for regular stuff but not 911 anymore. You can't turn 911. You used to be able to. You can't do it. So I have mine turned off all the time. And I'm sitting there and suddenly I see that icon pop up. And I I check and I still have it turned off. And when I looked at it, it blinked on and then blinked back off. Why would nine? Why would anybody, nine, why any cop be pinging my phone? This is really... It was really bizarre. I'm telling you. They're I, testing. Anaconda Police Department pinged my phone. I'm at war with them. So. And we're saying this on air. Yeah, I'm at war with them. I believe it, it was them because they have called people that we do business with and tried to undermine us and destroy our good name and uh, our ability to interact with people in in the local community. Yeah, Anaconda, Montana. Yeah, Anyway, um, those findings, however, blah, blah, blah. Pull, all right, John Tennyson, the fourth of Lake Florida, was pulled over and arrested after a search of his work truck by the same officer who stopped Mr. Flippipitus. It's <laughs> a fun name. Uh, turned up his forty-five caliber Ruger, licensed in the state of Florida. He doesn't believe the stop was coincidental. See, they are registering firearms in Florida. Since we left. They went downhill. I can look it up. They had some idiot that called himself a Republican for governor for a while there, Scott, uh, who's who is a snake. He's a complete and utter snake. He he should have no nobody should want to do business with that man. Nobody should talk to him. Nobody should uh, they should shun him so that he could become the poor, poor subservient uh, serf that he wishes us to become. Quote, it was unloaded and stuffed into a bag far from me, Mr. Tennyson told the Times. There's scanners in Maryland that scan every tag, and Florida is one of their target vehicles. They'll find whatever reason they can to pull you over. MDTA denies the targets out of state car. I know this is what I told you. This is what I did when I was when I was younger. As a teenager in New Jersey, it was the same thing with the Jersey State Troopers, just like this. And oh, we, oh, we deny it, talking to Well, yeah, we can deny it all you want. Let's look at let's look at how many stops you had and what plates they were. How many were Maryland versus how many were Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, etc. Let let's do that subject. God, you see, I told you, cops are good at lying too. Uh, MTA denies the targets out of state gun owners and noted the review of Mister Philippides. He said it differently. Earlier, traffic stop concluded the officer 
did nothing wrong. Nothing under what you tell him to do. Not nothing under the law, sir. The FDTA police conducted a review of the traffic stop and have concluded that the stop and subsequent search of the vehicle were justified. This is how you know it comes with the government. This is the government involvement in this. This is Maryland governor giving these orders out to do these things to people traveling through from other states. He's a commie and he needs to go. Actually, Maryland's governor was just elected. He's a Republican, and these laws were before him. Oh, just don't count. I said before, not just. Right, and he, and actually, well, we'll have to get to it later. <laughs> it's in this article. But. No, I, I know from uh, Matt that uh, no, the governor was a problem. This is directly from the governor. Yeah, the, the former governor, not to not I didn't today. say this. Oh, Current okay. governor, Susan. Yeah, the other governor they got rid of. <laughs> they voted his butt out. Good. It's a good thing. But this is another example of taking your states back. Exactly right. And uh, this is ex- this kind of behavior. How dare? What, what kind of idiots are you electing? Go? How dare someone decide they're going to harass travelers coming through the state? Which, by the way, on a, on a federal interstate, may I point out? Which uh, is unconstitutional. Which is unconstitutional. But that, them exerting power on that federal Highway is also a constitution. It's not state. They have no jurisdiction. That that's really truthfully the truth. They, lawfully, they they have no jurisdiction on the federal highway. See, and that's how you play the circular game. You got yourself in bed with the federal government, and then this should be your consequences. The federal government, in this instance, should come and whack your peepee. Well, I'm just saying. No, the judge should just throw everything out, the, no matter what they find, because. You have no authority on interstate. It's federal. And if you want this authority, take your interstate, take them back. They have it. They just don't know they have it. I'm telling them the way the government looks at things right now. Not the way things are supposed to be under the Constitution. We're nowhere light years from that. That's that's not even funny. Uh, This would never happen under the Constitution, absolutely ever. Because, first of all, everyone would have guns. Federally, everyone's allowed to have guns. I'm sorry, did they repeal the Second Amendment? I'm sorry, did we need the Second Amendment? Did you? Did it, was there any power in the Constitution for the government to take away your firearms before the Bill of Rights? Nope. No, the answer is no. There wasn't. So they didn't have the power. And I warned in the Patriots pub, and it's come to pass, and that this was going to be Pandora's box, that... That uh, it should never have been added to the Constitution. It's redundant. And it was extra protections demanded by the states, and so they did it. But it opened Pandora's box because of all the words that they could play with. And also, they got to say, you know, where else in the Constitution does it show where we can't, where the government can't do that? See, the Bill of Rights says they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't. And everyone thinks that's the whole Constitution anyway. Uh, and then they go, well, tell me where it says they can't do that in the Constitution. Then I'm going to say, well, that's not how the Constitution works. You show me where it says they do have the power. That's where the, how the Constitution works. Keep that squarely in mind. And when you question your elected con- cockroaches about it, keep that answer squarely in your mind because it better be the answer they give you or you don't vote for them. I don't care what's after their name. That would be wrong. That You'd have to live with that for the rest of your life. You really want to go down that road again? The end. 
I don't want to leave yet. We could do a 24-hour show if I want to. You know? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, i got a lot of post, uh, post-show post work to do, so production work. This is the Uncooperative Radio. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.